Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Do I sound clean? Do I sound clean and fresh, Will Darkins? How do you sound clean? Got my brand new uh, windscreen here on my microphone. Oh, nice. And I accidentally hand sanitized the keyboard. So the computer's broken. No, it seems to be working just fine. Took the paper towel to it. But if you can see where the hand sanitizer is positioned in this room, I went squirt went right over the top of my hand, all over the keyboard. So now that is uh, sanitized. So you shot your sandy load on the keyboard, but no computer whoopsie. Everything's fine. Yep, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, that is, uh, I assume, language for the kids out there listening. That's the technical. Oh, that's, that's tech speak. Look, man, you can shoot your sandy load on stuff. It's sure. not a big deal. And it did. doesn't sound, it's not raunchy. It's literally the fact that you got a sandy load, you put it on your hands, you wipe it around a little bit, you accidentally got it on the keyboard. Whoopsie. Yeah. It still works. Well, truth is, got it on the keyboard, then took care of my hands, mm. then went to the paper towel thing. Because you figure that little inside cardboard ring on the uh, on the paper towels, mm. that's like pre washed hand stuff right there. It's where people are touching it to, you know, mm. pull, pull off to clean up a mess. See, so, your attitude has completely changed now. You're now thinking about spots of contamination. Oh, I've always been thinking of spots of con- contamination. I do not grab the door handle in the center this entire time. What I'm trying to do is avoid going to the cafeteria gloves, which for the first time in over a month, I see that you're not wearing gloves. Well, I realize that one thing I can do is just get here early, wear the gloves, and then just sanitize everything. <laughs> Not a bad. And then I just strategy. wash my hands maybe every yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah. See, I go. I go. Uh, I go. All right. I touch something that probably could have been touched by someone else. I will wash, and or sanitize my hands. That's pretty much the most. I go to the grocery store. I'm like, cool. Not touching my face till I wash my hands. It's kind of the mode. Do you notice that people are a little bit more cavalier now with the whole mask thing? Like now that people yeah. have been advised, like, hey, wear a mask. It cuts down on you contaminating other people. Because I was at fr- or I was at I was at a uh, a store the other day. Good for you. Shopping. Good for you. And there was a bunch of people with masks, and they seemed like they didn't really care about the whole social distancing thing. Yeah. Yep. Seems like they were kind of like, I got the mask. Come over for a hug. That was the warning uh, when I was reading about the mask thing was going, eh, all right, guys. Yes, we're wearing masks. No, that doesn't prevent all things. And this is another step in the process. But they go, watch out. People are going to get exactly what you said. Cavalier. It's unbelievable. But, hey, it's a world we live in, man. It's a world we live in. What are you laughing about? Chuckles. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of everything. Well, I'm tired. I was up really late last night. I was watching a show on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, that's a new uh, reality dating. Oh, it's amazing. Is it? It is absolutely amazing. Just is it is it hot messes? It is 
people who have spent probably the better part of their early 20s sculpting their bodies to be beautiful. Sure. Sure. You know, they've been sculpting it to whatever society is telling oh, us is beautiful. Right? I see what you see did what there. I, did? I see exactly what you did there. You said uh, you're, you're trying to say beauty's on the inside. And I think the only thing they use books for is probably to hold their phones up because I doubt either of them have read more than like two sentences in two years. Do they even have books? See that's now. a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Because these why, people are hot, though. Are I they? mean, they are hot to the touch. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It's called too hot to handle. These are friggin' smoking hot ladies. Yeah. What about the dudes? Oh, they're smoking hot, too. Well, there, there is one guy who's like super muscled, but he's like five foot seven. And it's really <laughs> funny because some of the chicks are like six foot two. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, oh, that dude's not going to get laid. But the point of the show is that they put all these horny, hot people together. Oh, they're horny, too. Yes. That's a nice feature of the show. I think if you're going to have all the beautiful people together, mm. they should probably be horny. Well, I mean, I thought it was just kind of a given that if you are hot, you're probably horny constantly, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're you know, on Team Jesus. They, they go, Tim Tebow, he was hot to trot, and that guy was like, nope, saving it. Yeah. Russell Wilson, uh. as, as hot an NFL quarterback as it was, got divorced, re-saved himself for his next marriage. I, I still think that doesn't mean that... Look how he tied it to sports, though. You're bringing it back around. Welcome. See, now, I would argue that Tim Tebow was still pretty pretty horny. Was he? I, I don't he know. Be? I don't know. I mean, all that testosterone. The dude benched, like, what, 425, and you're going to tell me he wasn't lusting? I, I can't say for sure, but he did not... Have you ever been a guy who lifts a lot of weight, who's not after women? Come on. He was not publicly horny. Bless you. Thank you. But this show, that. man, it's just something else. It's yeah. literally, The whole premise is literally let's get all these hot people on an island together. Yeah. Let them spend a summer together, but they can't have sex. Oh. Like they can't. They're not allowed to? No, or, they're not allowed or they're to. physically, they're like eunuchs. What? I don't think so. I've only <laughs> watched know. one episode. Wait, you were up <laughs> late watching one episode? How long are these episodes? I started late. <laughs> Okay. $100,000 prize if they don't sleep with each other. Wait, that's the whole goal? That's the goal. 100 k nah. if they can avoid touching each other. No kissing, nothing. They're not even allowed to touch? Like, no. I think they can have emotional embraces, but that's like, that's like skirting. Who's the judge? Is it all ugly people judging this? No, it's not. Actually, the host is like a mock Alexa speaker. Like they made up a name for it. <laughs> it's it, like a a Google Touch or what do they call them? The Google um, dot. dot yeah. yeah. No, but it's shaped like a uh, player piece from the game, uh, the board game. Sorry. Nice. Okay, I can dig it. And uh, it's just this hot lady's voice over this speaker who, just you know, basically says, "I'm listening to you all the time." Now so you said like, you said hot lady's voice or yeah. hot lady voice. Oh well, it's well, what's the difference? Well, it's a hot lady voice. The voice then is hot versus a hot lady's voice, which is the lady is hot and it's her voice. Because if it's just the voice that sounds hot, the woman can look like anything she wants to on the other side of the microphone. If it's a hot lady and it's her voice, mm. the voice can sound like anything, but the lady then would have to be hot. Let's call it a lady hot voice. What now? So she's listening to these people the whole okay. time they're there. But it's a hot lady's voice yes okay and it's gathering information about them but it was funny because when they said that they were like oh yeah and you know this speaker is going to be gathering information about our our lustful singles this whole summer i was like what is there to know dude just listen to a five-minute conversation and i i think you can get it yeah so how, how'd they do anybody so you get eliminated like if you touch somebody else both people are out how does now, this work? See, that's the problem. I didn't get that oh, far. Man. I got the first episode and literally like I, I would say maybe half the show. Is the first episode them showing up and going, wait, what are the rules? Yes. Okay. I was about to get into that. Half of the episode is them doing that, like meeting each other and then going like, what are we all doing here? Yeah. They're like, man, I can't wait to do with that person and that person and her and him. And I'm going to do with all these people. This is going to be the best summer of my life. And then the speaker rolls out on, like, an AV cart and goes, wait, there are rules. And everybody goes, what? 
And then I was watching it with my wife and she was like, she was like, oh, so they didn't sign releases before this. They're just totally unaware of what the rules of this game are. And I was like, you know what? I actually didn't think about that. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah, I just kind of thought that, you know, somebody picked up all these hot people, threw them in a jet, put them on an island, and then said, go at it. And they didn't sign anything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, they probably signed releases. Well, and they're probably, to your point, not the most literate group of people. So actually reading through what they signed. Yeah. The I mean, it's a good point. It's a bunch of legal jargon in a release form, so I, I doubt they read any of it. Well, and are they not from the generation of, would you like to accept the new terms on your Apple iPhone plan? Would you like to accept the terms on the thing you just signed up for? Hey, guess what? Instagram has new privacy policies that actually gives away all your privacy. You want to sign that one? Yeah, sure. So, it's of that generation. You actually don't read that, do you? I, I read every word. You don't read every word. No, God, no. Nobody does. That's what I'm saying. People now, here, sign this. Okay. Somebody on the text line uh, asking a very important question, which I constantly ask through the first episode, can they touch themselves? Oh, yeah. And I never got an answer from the first episode. Well, if they gave away all the answers in the first episode, yeah. why would you watch the second? I mean, that's very true. I just, like, that was right when they explained the rules in the first couple minutes, I go, okay, can they can they touch themselves? Well, does, does the camera follow them into the shower? Uh, they haven't yet. Well, there you go. So I said half of the show was that, right? It was them like, oh. In the shower? No. Nice. It was, it was oh. them meeting each other being like, oh, what are we all doing here? So, Sorry, quick question. Yeah. This is Netflix, yes? Yeah. The What was the last show that uh, Jen Ellis was on here talking about? The um, Oh, the Glory Hole show. Yeah, the Glory Hole. Wait, you meet each other through a wall or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that well, that was the glory hole wasn't part of it, but like right when she started describing, sure. I know both you and I both thought yeah. like, okay, is that is that what's okay. going so, on here? The, what was the show called? I it wasn't called <laughs> Glory Hole, okay. but it was a Netflix dating show, right? You talk through a wall to the other person. Yeah, that was the whole premise of the show. One That's of right. the things that she mentioned about it, because it was on Netflix, you are not uh, restricted by the FCC regulations that monitor broadcast television they were allowed to use profanity i don't know that there was any nudity i think she might have said there was a but now you've got these beautiful people and if you're trying to eliminate the other people by making them too horny or whatever it is that's right you can see strip teases and things like how much how much did netflix go uh outside of the uh you know normal uh editing that you see on network television in the first episode. Are we going to get more graphic? Are we going to get more profanity? Are we going to get any nudity? So this brings me to the second uh, half of what the show consisted of. I said the first 50% sure. was them asking questions. The other 50% were these slow-mo pan camera shots of them with incredible lighting and greased up bodies. <laughs> and they had on these swimsuits that were barely covering anything well sure like, it was just enough no, no no i'm sorry it wasn't just enough to let the imagination go wild it was enough that you know what's going on it's just <laughs> like you're missing the one thing that's yeah. it you can see everything else gotcha and then they brought a guy in from colorado who has like <laughs> wearing a ski jacket no he was wearing like really long hair and he was yeah. a stereotypical like colorado stoner burnout sure but he was really hot and he was like i'm a really deep thinker Gotcha. They had to have that. But, you know, the whole time I was also asking when they were introducing the cast, I was like, when are they going to introduce the fat person? Yeah. And they never did. Everybody's huh. hot. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Will Darkin's no longer uh, anxious for the return of sport like the rest of us because he has Too Hot to Handle. Um, too Hot to Handle is great. you got to watch some of it. Uh, I never never tried the other one. I it's hots from all different countries. I still haven't watched Tiger King. You said that was uh, disappointing. But this, this has a full Will Darkin's endorsement. Well, I think that this is good because you know exactly what you're getting. What I didn't enjoy about Tiger King was that people dressed it up as, like, good entertainment. Ah. Uh, and I was like, well, no, not really. This is just a garbage show. Like, it's really, really garbage. This, yeah. is, this is stupid. It's just people with tigers. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to try to navigate through the uh, sports world this week because <laughs> so much is going on. We do have a live sporting event this week. Did you know that? This week? A live sports affiliated event. Is it people playing sports? No, God, no. Oh. And they're not allowed to do that. Could you imagine? <laughs> I can't. 
Not no, any longer. But, but there's live sports things happening this week, so that's exciting. Uh, we've got some uh, some draft picks from local colleges. We've got NBA future stars skipping college. Uh, Anthony Davis is apparently selling his house. All kinds of sports adjacent things to talk about today. You're listening to The Center and the Saints right here on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in, Sinner and Saint. So, one of the things that we're trying to keep up with on sports is, uh, hey, new breaking news has kind of disappeared. There's not a whole lot actually going on, and I'm I'm starting to wonder if the things that I'm paying attention to are only because there's no live sports to distract me. But right now we're getting all the announcements of all these college basketball players skipping skip, skipping their return to the NBA, mm. um, return to college basketball. My brain is falling apart. As, I know. As I'm too talking. hot to handle. Too hot to handle. It's got me. Oh, I looked at all the pictures during the break. Yeah. No, I didn't. But um, I have seen I have seen the images for it. Do the people stay as hot even though you know that they're super dumb in your mind? Yes. Okay. Of course. That's the point. <laughs> That's the whole point of the thing. Yeah, I mean, they're literally there to look at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can watch that show on mute, and I think you'll get just as much out of it as you would. In fact, you'll probably get more out of it if you just keep it on mute. <laughs> That's what I would say. The only time you ever have to unmute it is for the robot box to tell you what's going on. And really, even then, you could probably guess what's going on. <laughs> Not too hard. Like, they're at a fire pit, and then, like, the box is blinking, and one of them gets blindfolded, and you're like... Okay, everybody's going to touch that person. Hey, pretty sure. Wait, what? Pretty sure this is leading to an orgy. Pretty sure. And then it doesn't. Because they're not allowed to touch each other. Um, so one of the things that I'm wondering, it's like, it's like how much of this sports thing is I'm going, I just need my sports fix. Mm. And a lot of people are watching like the old broadcasts of games. Have you watched any classic broadcasts since we've lost sports? Uh, if you define classic as the 2016, excuse me, NBA finals, then yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, well, um, it's a replay. It's, I mean, any, yeah. anything that's a replay you would have to consider. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny that you say classic. Cause I guess to me, I, I put the date range way back. Like well, I, ESPN yeah. is playing the game six of last year's NBA finals tonight. Yeah. See, I didn't understand that. And they called yeah. it a classic. Yeah. Too. It was an instant classic. Yeah. I was like. No, that NBA title was kind of disappointing because one, Durant got hurt. Two, Clay Thompson got hurt. Yeah. Three, uh, who else was hurt on that team? Three, everybody Even else though. was hurt. Yeah. But it was also kind of the thing that, like, the Raptors were in it and Kawhi Leonard was in it. And you were just kind of like, there's nothing intriguing about this. Come on, Kawhi. The only thing everybody wanted to see was the Warriors just get beat. And that was did. it. I mean, it's the equivalent of if the Bulls got beat by the Jazz or got beat by the Sonics in 96. After Jordan and Pippen got hurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like the Sonics somehow beat them. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But that's, again, there's just, we're trying to fill this sports void. So I cannot help but be drawn to all of the pre-draft stuff. Mm. The NFL draft is this week. So we're actually going to have a live sports entertainment event. It won't be live right. sports, but it's going to be, you know, the the normal the normal anticipation for all these draft picks, but I'm curious to know what they're going to do with the television programming. Uh how it's going to look cuz it's not going to look like the draft that we're used to either. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of hyped for the for the NFL draft and the Michael Jordan documentary are like the two excite, most exciting things on the horizon right now. Well, did you talk to Mel before he left, Mel Kuyper? Uh, I talked with him briefly, um, but they're pretty they're pretty steeped in their uh, NFL Nation takeover yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. So we talked a lot about uh, the Carolina Panthers. They're usually pretty quick in and out of the studio once they well, done. yeah, but I mean, I just the whole McCaffrey uh, Richards contract in mm -hmm. in sports. Uh, we talked about that nice. yeah, yeah, real quickly. But uh, but yeah, no, it's. Are you hyped for the NFL draft? Because I've never been this excited for, for something to, to be happening. I am definitely not hyped for the NFL draft okay. because I got my test case in the NBA horse competition. If they if the NFL does that like in some way. Ooh, that was 
terrible. Like, which QB can throw the most <laughs> balls through a uh, old tire swinging from their tree in the front yard? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's how the draft is designed. Well, the nice thing is there's no actual physical competition in this. But, like, the fact that they just went, like, yeah, just set up your phone. Like, it was it was a go-to meeting. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be a little bit more technically savvy. And Just, so- like, send somebody with the equipment. Like, yeah. you're telling me that you couldn't go... All right, listen, we've got somebody in the area that works for the local news station. We're going to have come out and film this. We can't, you couldn't get Chauncey Billups in a gym in his town. Like wherever he's at, like Mike Conley had a gym. Yeah. Cool. And then you've got guys playing outside and it's like, just, you couldn't get a level playing field. Basketball hoops have been designed precisely with the same measurements around the country. In every town, there's probably what, a hundred facilities that have an nba regulation well probably every city well a town every city has at least a hundred basketball hoops but there's six in a high school gym yeah i mean i guess with the nfl draft that's why i'm not excited yeah because everybody else has botched it so hard if that's what the expectation is for the whole teleconference thing i'm I did a not, little bit worried yeah that is not my expectation for the teleconference with the uh, the nfl is as much a production company as they are a sports league in my mind well and so my expectations came up just a little bit more because i actually watched a little bit i watched the very first part of the WNBA draft yesterday to watch sabrina and Eskew get drafted and that was very smooth Okay. That was very good. Her camera uh, appearance at her house in California looked really good. The sound was great and everything. It looked like what in your head you kind of expected the NBA horse thing to look, which is like, hey, you're going to kind of jump around a little bit and it'll be weird. But the picture's clear. The yeah. sound's good because they're mic'd up and who like, gives a crap if like, it's a lavalier? They're just shooting. Here comes a box with everything you need for lighting, yeah. camera, sound. If your dad can't hook it up properly at your house, NFL draft pick. Then call us and we will send somebody over in a hazmat suit to make sure it sounds good. Like, that's what I would expect. But we've had remote appearances on the NFL draft before, and they're always pretty good. Obviously, you can send out a crew to make sure that it's set up, but Mariota didn't show up for the NFL draft. Uh, You've seen other high-profile players not show up for the NFL draft, and it's still good. They better not botch the analysts, because that's probably a little bit more of the show than actually talking to the players. But... I think they'll be able to get that right, too. I think the fear that I have is that the NFL will leave that part of it up to the owners and GMs Uh, where they'll say, like, hey, here's your guy, right? You know, know, we're going to send a proxy out there who's going to set up all all your crap, your camera, your sound, your light, blah, blah, blah. And then the owner or GM, once the guy gets there, will go, I don't care about all this. I don't care. And, the, you know, the spec guy will be like, well, you know, hey, can you move a little bit to your right? Because, like, this is where I'm going to catch the best. So, Get out of my way. I don't care about that. I don't care about any of this. And then once they put it on TV, it's going to look like crap, sound like crap, and transition like crap, like the NBA horse thing did. The worst part about the NBA <laughs> horse thing was when they would go back to Chauncey Billups in that stupid playground he was at. I don't know where he was. He looked like he was at a park. And... Every transition would start with just a super huge pixelated face of Chauncey Billups, like trying to talk and then a gargly voice. If that's what I can expect from the NFL draft, I will skip that and I will just get more excited for what's to come on Sunday, which is the last dance, the last dance or whatever it's called. The Chicago Bulls thing. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, yeah, the Jordan thing. But yeah, the, is it 10 parts? The Jordan thing. Whoa, I've got draft sound on my computer. Kill it. Killed. I was going to say, who's talking? Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know, some lady from her house talking to some guy from his house uh, about sports. Um, it's these pop-ups. And come on, NBC Sports, you can be better than that. I don't need pop-up videos to auto-start. That's one of the things that makes me not want to go back to a website. All right, let's, let's focus. Focused. Last Dance is the Jordan thing. You're more excited about that. 10-part documentary going back through the series. Have you started to read some of the stories from uh, reporters talking about their favorite Jordan moments? Well, and Jackie McMullen had a good piece on ESPN that came out today that basically was like, I'm super pumped for everybody to find out who Michael Jordan really is. Yeah, she talked about, I think this was last night that it came out, because I think I read it yesterday, but she was talking about how she used to BS with him in the batting cages when he was playing for the Birmingham uh, White Sox or whatever it was. Um, When he was running away from... uh, 
bookies who were trying to break his ankles. No, no, no. He, oh, was, he was the hardest working guy. He was just focused on baseball, and he wanted to do something that he grew up loving. I wonder how deep it will get into the darker side of Michael Jordan, because it sounds like from the stories I'm hearing that this is going to be very much a celebration of Michael Jordan. Yes, uh, when uh, Jekyll Morden played for uh, <laughs> Jekyll Morden <laughs> played uh, baseball to try to avoid some people who were chasing after him, and <laughs> nobody knew who he was. I guess when he that guy Jekyll Morden. Yeah, I guess when he came back to the NBA, man, it was a whole different thing, though. It was uh, security detail. It was isolation. He didn't even talk to other teammates. Like he he talked to Pippen, Ron Harper, and then like nobody else on the team. Like even Dennis Rodman had said he's like. I didn't need to talk to him to win. Whatever. Well, to be fair, I wouldn't talk to Dennis Rodman either. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if your choice was to talk with uh, Dennis Rodman and Luke Longley about something or just avoid them all together and uh, still go play basketball. Yeah, avoid them all together. Yeah. You, you know, Longley would be throwing that British accent in your face. Australian. Or Australian. Yeah, same thing. Crikey. Throwing that in your face. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> Throwing it. You get out of here with that stupid yeah. accent. I don't need to hear I that. I'd be surprised if Jordan told him, look, man, if you're going to talk to me, I don't want to hear that Australian accent. Yeah. That's not racist, is it? I don't, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> the, it is. I don't know. Interesting connection in my mind. We'll see if it's as interesting in yours. Um, there was a decision, a young man named Jalen Green. Do you know who Jalen Green is? I do now. Yeah. So Jalen Green uh, is one of the top prospects, five-star recruit coming out of high school, uh, looking for what's next in his basketball future. And then we just seen the celebration of Sabrina Nescu uh, last night in the WNBA draft. To me, there's uh, a bit of a parallel there, and we'll see if you can follow me on it. We'll talk about that next after this Sports Interrupted. So, Will, you said you watched the WNBA draft last night to see what would happen with the Oregon Ducks. They had a pretty nice showing. Just three players in the top ten of the draft. Did you stay to watch all three Ducks picks last night? Just two. Just two. Just the first one, second one. You're like, then I don't know any of these people. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, also, it was just like, I don't know. It kind of goes back to the whole NFL draft thing we were talking about, like, if that's what the NFL draft's going to look like, like I'm probably going to watch it for all of five minutes and then leave. Yeah. Well, Ruthie Hebert also went uh, to Chicago with the eighth pick. Um, and then at the top, Sabrina Nescu going to the Liberty. But I just, like, it, it was just, it was boring. It just sucked. It was really, really boring because you didn't get that real-time reaction that makes any professional sports draft really great except for baseball because... Yeah. They just kind of announce it, and then most of the people are on vacation while it's happening. But, like, it's just like you see them at their house, and they're kind of excited, and then they shoot back to the studio, and then to the commissioner, and then and it's just kind of like, eh. Well, but the hype of the NFL draft is, is, I think, amplified because, first of all, the NFL is the number one sport in the country, uh, bar none. That's Uh, right. the, The WNBA, when was the last time you watched a WNBA game? Never. Well, maybe 98 <laughs> Okay, when Lisa in- Lobo was playing. There you go. Do you remember when she dunked? No. Uh, so the WNBA does not hold the same allure as as the NFL. I don't think there's any question about that. Also, how much women's college basketball did you watch in the last calendar year? Uh, more than I ever have, just because yeah. I wanted to watch Sabrina and Eskew. And that is kind of the point that I was thinking. You've seen a lot of people coming out this week saying that Jalen Green, a five-star prospect who was looking like he might end up going to Memphis, made a decision this week that he is going to go to the G League, Mm. make half a million dollars for one year, and then in 2021 he's eligible for the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. So people came out and said, this is going to ruin college basketball. We've also seen a flood of players, I think Cole Anthony being the latest, who has foregone their college eligibility to leave after one year to go to the NBA drafts. We're seeing a ton of people that are doing the one-and-done thing. And here you have a viable second option for somebody to stay relatively close to home Mm. to get their toe in the water and work with professional coaches and play a year of professional basketball for, again, half a million dollars, a $500,000 contract to play uh, G League basketball. And I look at Sabrina Inescu and, and Peyton Pritchard, 
and you see two Oregon Ducks that had a four-year college basketball career that are being heaped with praise. You tuned in to watch women's college basketball this year. You tuned in to watch the NBA draft, even though you've never watched the WNBA a day in your life, except for that one fateful day in 1998. Yeah, Lisa Lobo. <laughs> but she, Sabrina Nescu has become a national star. I mean, she's getting you know headline article feature pieces in the uh, the ESPN the magazine. She's getting headlines on ESPN.com. She's speaking at Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, memorial service. Mm-hmm. She apparently has a daily text conversation with Steph Curry. Sabrina Nescu might be the most popular college basketball player in the country, men or women. Oh, that's without a doubt. And I think if you have an opportunity for college basketball to get more four-year players, how does that hurt college basketball? If the one-and-dones go to the NBA, it doesn't take away from guys going, being able to go and have a great college basketball career. And if somebody gets anywhere near the popularity of Sabrina Nescu, that's a benefit for college basketball, isn't it? Uh, well, yes and no. What I would say is what you were saying that this, you know, pathway program that the NBA is doing, that it's going to ruin college basketball. That's what a lot of people are saying. Yes. Right. I would argue that college basketball has already been ruined, sure. um, mostly because the one and done guys that do come in. I, I, I'm sorry to say this, and I've I got I got crapped on for saying this earlier this week, but. They're kind of garbage. I'm sorry, but they kind of suck when you watch them in their one year. Yeah. They do because then you see them in the NBA and you go, oh, yeah, they're not that good. Well, like it's very rare. Like Zion Williamson, okay. Anthony Davis, okay. But then you get guys like Andrew Wiggins where you're like, God, you suck. You get guys <laughs> like Brandon Ingram where you're like, gosh, you're awkward. And then you get guys like effing Jabari Parker who in the first year, everybody completely overinflated how good he actually was, said second coming of Mello. I literally don't even know what Jabari Parker's doing right now. I think he owns a couple Subway franchises. You would hope. That's <laughs> smart with case. his money. That's best case scenario. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he's working at Subway. Or he's sleeping on the Subway. Reality case scenario, owns the franchises, works there part-time. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, it's a smart, smart thing to do. It's that way you don't have to pay a salary to that guy. I guess when I, I think of this whole thing and, with Jalen Green. I mean, he gets to be a sandwich artist, which yes. is nice. Look, man, it's a degree, all right? <laughs> I don't think it is. Uh, this whole Jalen Green thing, the first thing I thought when, you know, he said he was going to do this program was where's the case study to prove this works? Where? Yeah, but here's the thing. You just made the point where who cares what you do in that one year? You're still six foot five, athletic, gifted, somebody's going to take a, sh- a flyer on you. You still have an opportunity to be drafted. Number one, uh, LaMelo ball uh, is, is not in the NBA yet projected to be a top one through three pick in the right. NBA draft next year. He has, he didn't even go to high school. He decided to go to Lithuania and then ended up playing for less than a hundred thousand dollars in Australia. This seems like a better option than getting paid uh, a fifth of what he's going to get paid in the G league. I just I don't know how it hurts him when you watch guys coming from the IMG Academy right here, Anthony Simon. You see right, guys. And going, how's that going? Well, not but good. It, it didn't hurt his draft stock. The okay. performance that you have isn't directly related to the development you get in college basketball. The 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 class that Duke had with Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett was supposed to be the the most ridiculous collection of talent that we've seen on a college basketball team. Remind me, did they win uh, the the whole thing last year? What? Oh, did Duke win the tournament? No, they did not. Yeah. So it doesn't make college basketball better by going, oh, these guys are going to be a shoe in to make it to the final four and win a college basketball championship. So you don't, it doesn't help college basketball to have all those guys on one team. And that's your best case scenario. Usually it's one guy that is, uh, uh, what's the guys, uh, James Wiseman from Memphis this year, mm. where he's like, dude, everybody knows I'm just here to make it to the NBA next year. I just need to burn a year. He played, what, 11 games, half of them under protest, then just took the rest of the year off and went, ah, yeah, I'm not going to come back. I've got a little bit of an injury. I mean, how many of these guys don't even end up playing college basketball even though they enroll in college for not even a year because as soon as the basketball season's over, they're like, I'm out. Okay, here is, I think, the benefit of playing college basketball that I don't think enough people are talking about. It is the self-promotion that you were afforded. Yeah, but we're talking about Jalen Green right now. Sure. 
How likely do you think it is we're going to talk about Jalen Green in a year? When Probably the, when the, pretty low. When the draft comes around, then people go, hey, who's this guy? So for three months, we'll talk about Jalen Green again. And then how likely do you think it is that he's actually going to be a good NBA player? Because I go down the list of guys who have done the Europe or one year outside of thing. Yeah. And not many of them do very well when they come back to the NBA. And I think it's because of the fact that they've been put into this mindset at the age of 18 that, hey, look, this right here, what you're doing, this is your career for the rest of your life. And you know it, too, because you're 18, right? And 18-year-olds have never made stupid decisions. So let's just get you ready for your career that you're going to have all your young adult life. This one right here. And then they kind of screw up. Well, I know how we'll fix it. We'll give them a lot of money initially. $500,000. That's a lot of money, right? Well, they don't know how to spend their money. Sure. Well, we don't want them to go to college because they'll waste their time. Well, what if they go to college for the first year, realize they like it, and then want to stay four years? When was the last guy that did that? What? Who's the last guy that did that? I don't know. Maybe there would be one. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. But the college option is still there. That's the whole thing is it doesn't eliminate the one and done college option. It just gives you another path to go and make some money, play professional basketball, be around guys that probably have some experience going, listen, dude, I made a lot of money when I played in uh, professional basketball. But guess what? I'm coaching the G League because I wasn't very smart with my money. So now here I am coaching you. And let me give you some advice. Save that money, play your NBA career, be a high draft pick, work your ass off, and then as soon as you get a chance, never coach in the G League. This is awful. I I don't think that example through or that lesson through example is going to stick with most of these guys. Yes, I understand that. I really don't think it's going to stick with Jalen Green either. I honestly honestly think this guy is going to be a massive bust, and I think most of the people that do this, they go into the league thinking that they have to have a professional mindset, but what you lose – by not going to college for the one year again is this one year of insane promotion you can get. Zion Williamson, I will bet you anything. If that guy went to the IMG Academy or did this program, if it existed for him back a year ago, and then he kept getting hurt like he did in his first season, I bet you he wouldn't have many endorsements. Sure. I bet he would just be viewed as like a broke-ass Corey Maggette, excuse my language. <laughs> Because at the Corey end of the McGetty day, is profanity on this show. I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, if you strip away all of the incredible moments that he had at Duke, all of the hype, Barack Obama sitting front row at his game, the fact he blew out a sneaker and everybody flipped the f out. If you take all that away, Zion Williamson yeah. is a broke ass Corey Maggette because he can't stay on the floor long enough. He gets hurt constantly. Yeah, he's a freak of nature athletically, but let's be honest with ourselves. He didn't do anything his first year. Well, yeah, he but he didn't do anything. He, well, he came back and started to uh, show his potential. Oh. And then the world of sports was shut down. Again, go back. It's not my fault. Go back and evaluate guys that did not play college basketball yeah. and go, how much did that hurt them? LeBron James didn't play college basketball. Okay. Kevin Garnett didn't play college basketball. True. It, there's plenty. They did come out of high school, though. I understand that. They but didn't they, have this one stupid year. I. That, I would just say, just let them come out of high I school. I totally agree with Don't that. Don't do the one year but, thing. But what's going to happen is if Jalen Green is everything that he's cracked up to be, and even if he's playing an empty gym in the middle of the country on a, a G League night where nobody else is paying attention, guess what? If he goes up and yams on fools, we will get the highlights. People will see them. You can still go and show your basketball prowess. You can still go to and1.com and watch those mixtapes. You're damn right you can. And uh, and people will be interested in this guy. My question is, if LeBron James had this opportunity, would he have had to have continued his high school career? People say he would have been in the number one draft pick after his junior year of high school, right? So if the G League was available, do you guys need to finish high school? Do you need a diploma to get into the G League? Luka Doncic was a pro basketball player at what, like 14? I think that doing the high school thing, just going from high school is the best bet. And the reason I say that is because I think this G League thing, this new pathway for the NBA, I I think it's kind of a program of disillusionment. Sure. I think it puts you into an environment that honestly kind of spoils your view of the game. Because really, that's what this is doing for Jalen Green. It's going, hey, you remember all the fun that you had in high school and the love of the game that you had and all the purity that came with playing dude, for, with he, the team? Dude, he played AAU. He probably showed up for the high school season. Everyone, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, he enrolls at the uh, academy. 
down the street that is uh, technically part of our high school. He's not going to classes. Come I just on. think that if you set this precedent for him, which is, hey, dude, what you do is about money, and that's it. It's like, oh, so what happens if I get hurt a little bit? Well, you're worthless. Get out of my face. <laughs> I think LeBron James wouldn't have done it because he appreciates being on a team and he likes a team atmosphere. Those yeah. G League teams aren't teams. There's uh, just a collection of guys holding on for paychecks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I not, mean, we know it. What, have you ever watched a G League game in your life? How many people are watching high school film versus AAU film? We know who the draft picks are going to be years ahead of time. Zion Williamson would have been a top five pick, if not the number one overall pick, without Duke. All right. We'll get into this in hour two. We got to get to okay. good versus evil. We've stretched a little too long. Uh, I will give you more names of guys that skipped high school that are really good at basketball. But first, good versus evil, and we do that next. You listen to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fame. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. This would be another case study because the Rams obviously paid Todd Gurley a couple years ago and they've moved on. And then the Jets brought in Le'Veon Bell and gave him a ton of money and they didn't reap the benefit of that, that, that financial commitment. And it'll be interesting to see if Christian McCaffrey can buck that trend because it is convenient right now in the NFL to say don't pay running backs. That was your friend, who's really good at obscure sports, but not quite smart enough to get a real job, Dan Orlovsky. The Carolina Panthers have given Christian McCaffrey a $64 million contract for the next four years. That makes him the highest-paid running back in football. By statistics, you could say it's well-deserved. The guy went over 2,000 total yards last season. The new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, has said that the new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who is, like, 21, I think, uh, 19 is going to build the offense around McCaffrey. Does this all sound like a smart investment? So Joe Brady was the passing game coordinator uh, that was uh, one year at LSU last year and turned Joe Burrow into the number one overall pick and the greatest college quarterback in the history of football. His new weapon, uh, Christian McCaffrey. If I understand it correctly, it's actually a four-year extension mm. to his rookie contract, which means it's $64 million over the next six years which makes it something like $12 million a year. If you break it out over six years, which you might say is actually kind of a bargain for somebody that, uh, according to uh, new head coach Matt Rule, is a positionless player. So th the difference between Christian McCaffrey is, I think we know what he can do on all aspects of the field. Um, in, in the passing game, he's a lot more than Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell, who's very good in the passing game, uh, have been. So I think... If they can get creative and use him well, you've got some new bright minds there. We'll see what Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady can do with him, but I'm excited for it. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to be really fun to watch. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was good, but the star of the team is going to be Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, why not sign him long term? You know, we, we have high expectations for whoever we draft, but we know, you know, especially in the in the, the situation we're in now, I think, you know, when you're, when you're going through the draft, um, you got to really look for a certain type of player that's going to be able to come in and contribute probably without an off-season program. That was executive vice president and general manager of the Detroit Lions and guys suffering from crap on the side of his mouth syndrome, Bob Quinn. The NFL Network is reporting that the Lions, who have the overall third pick in next week's draft, have interviewed quarterback prospects, including Tua and Oregon's Justin Herbert. The current quarterback, Matthew Stafford, has been medically cleared for practice after suffering a season-ending back injury in 2019. Do you think this is the right time for the Lions to draft a quarterback? I don't know. I'm thinking of the last really high-profile uh, quarterback that had to sit for a couple years behind a uh, better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. But you go back to Aaron Rodgers and going, hey, you know, we're going to use a first-round pick to – get one of the top two quarterbacks in the draft. Now he fell to a team that was a lot better. The lions are a team that seems to be a giant mess of an organization, Matt Patricia, uh, 
hasn't really figured out how to communicate with players. Another guy from Belichick's coaching tree that uh, sounds like he's going to have a failed coaching career. Somehow Bill O'Brien, the only guy in that coaching tree that hangs on, but he makes more uh, bizarre right, moves yeah. than anybody. Yeah. We don't need to get into Bill O'Brien. Um, is it the right time to get a quarterback? I don't think the quarterback is your problem, but Matthew Stafford, uh, I'm guessing, is not going to be in the league much longer. The amount of injuries that he's had, the amount of beating that he's taken uh, there. So I would say maybe, but I would trade down, and if you're going to let somebody sit, I wouldn't waste the third overall pick. You need yeah, more look, help if than just quarterback. Yeah, look, if there's still a beef, if it's irreparable harm done to the relationship, then in fact, I believe probably there was something wrong with the relationship to begin with. Because everything I've heard about Donovan Mitchell, Stephen A., from people who have coached him, is this is not a good kid. This is a great kid. This is a great kid. People rave about his character. That was used helicopter salesman Max Kellerman. Rudy Gobert is apparently telling anyone that's going to listen to him that everything's cool with him and Donovan Mitchell. This after Gobert had that episode where he massaged microphones before testing positive for COVID-19. He was also reported to be playfully engaging with Donovan Mitchell before testing positive. Since then, many reporters say the relationship is unsalvageable. Do you think that Rudy Gobert will be a member of the Utah Jazz once normal NBA stuff starts happening? I, I always have a hard time believing uh, these reports about infighting with people. What I'd love to see is a report that somehow Donovan Mitchell was the one that gave Rudy Gobert the coronavirus, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, uh, even the, if it did, they'd cover it up. <laughs> yes, they definitely would. Um, I don't know that this is going to end up being the... Um, expulsion of Rudy Gobert that we thought it was. We're seeing a lot of players across sports. There's two NFL players I believe that uh, uh, were reported to have it. Vaughn Miller and someone else both had uh, reports that they had the coronavirus this week. It's it's something that's taken over the entire world. I don't think you can blame one guy and put it all on his head. And he's still young. He's still a productive player. I think that they probably keep him in Utah. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the United States of America. Your headline, stimulus checks are being spent on dildos, tigers, guns, and stripper poles. Yeah, what else would they be spent on? Food. Are people buying tigers because of Tiger King? Stimulus checks are funding the national pandemic of impulse buys, says the New York Post. Americans began receiving the first batch of coronavirus relief funds this week, and now many of them are taking to social media to brag about the assortment of purchases which uh, some of them are very odd. <laughs> uh, did you get a stimulus check, Will? Yeah, I did. And uh, did you have the conversation of what to spend this on? Um, no. <laughs> my wife and I both got one. Yeah. And my wife and I are pretty stingy as it is when it comes to money. Sure. So we were just kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. Which I, I don't mean to sound like aloof and out of touch because I know there's people that really need that check and need to spend it on food and rent and gas and stuff like that. And dildos just, and tigers yeah, and Super right. Bowls. But, um, yeah, when we got it, we were just kind of like, okay, I guess we'll just keep living our lives. Yeah, so my wife goes, well, we got our check deposited because we did the direct deposit, yeah. already filed our taxes, went right into the bank account. And she goes, so are we supposed to spend it on something? I go. No, just wait this thing out and see what the hell happens. But, yeah, it's like I'm barely buying gas right now. We're spending a little bit more on groceries because we're home for every meal of the day. But other than that, it's like let's just wait and see what the hell happens with the economy and figure it out at the end. But I don't know how many people got the check and goes, I got it. We need to spend it. Well, that was the other thing, too. When they were talking about people getting these checks, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, well, you can't go out to restaurants. Yes. You can't uh, travel because that's what, yeah. honestly, if, if in normal circumstances, if my wife and I got a check for because with plus the two kids, thirty four hundred bucks or yeah. whatever it was, uh, if we got thirty four hundred dollars and it was like go out and spend this to stimulate the economy, we would use it for travel. That's what that's what we would do. Uh, we can't go anywhere. I go, I, right. I, 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 that's why I said I go. I guess we'll use it for travel, but we can't go anywhere. So it's like, I huh. to, yeah, and the conversation was over. I know, and they were like, oh, this is so terrible. It's being spent at grocery stores. That, we got people need food. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who aren't even paying their rent right now because, thank goodness, there's, like, rent relief programs and a lot of 
tenants are just basically saying like, yeah, don't pay right now. Don't worry about it. So it's like, what else can you spend money on? But like a little bit of gas to drive to the grocery store and then the grocery store. I filled up my tank like four weeks ago. I drive here on Saturdays. The grocery store, I could walk there if I didn't want to carry the bags back, but it, it uses next to no gas. It probably uses more gas starting the car than it does driving to the grocery store. That's why you need to get a Prius. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't waste gas. You just push the button and the battery goes. That seems smart. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the idea of going, all right, what did you buy with your check? And if you have more money in the bank than the value of the check, how do you know you're spending that? Like, the, you know, the idea that this money is earmarked for this purchase. It was like, well, I was going to buy a dildo. I just didn't have the money in my account. Then that stimulus check came through and boom. Now I've got a new stripper pole and an assortment of dildos. I get it, honey. The kids are hungry, (laughs) but this is a me buy. People using it on groceries. Could you imagine? The embarrassment. All right, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants. If you would like to get to go, or delivery, they are available. Just go to ate-oh-ate.com. Check out their hours uh, and their menus. Uh, they're at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. When we come back, uh, the debate rages on of whether or not Jalen Green has ruined the NBA. We do need to talk about how Tom Brady celebrated his 20th anniversary of being drafted with the 199th overall pick in 2000. Um, and then what does Booger McFarland think of Justin Herbert? I've got tons of sports things for you in the next hour that we're already in, but we do that next. Center and Saint, 1080 to fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.